Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Boom. Okay. We are back. Back again. Once again. I got notes this time. Fucking A, I got nothing. Look at all those notes. That's good. I'm shooting from the hip today. I made them right before the show. You didn't need to disclose that. That's right. You could have told told people that you spent the past week preparing for this episode. Stayed up all night. Fuck no. (laughs) <laughs> I got my eight hours sleep last night. I woke up this morning and got a green star from Fitbit. Did you? I, dude, since I've had the Fitbit tracking my sleep, I realized I do not sleep very long every night. Mm-mm. No, man, like my average sleep every night is like six hours. Yeah. It's eye-opening. Yeah. I've had to make a, a conscious effort. Like I was like, oh, I'm getting enough sleep. Then I started tracking it and I'm like, hmm. And uh, yeah, like you said, like you see like, man, I'm not getting as much sleep as I thought. So I've been making like a conscious effort, like, man, I'm going to get my eight hours every day. So I'm either, you know, if I don't get it overnight, like, man, I'm taking a nap, I'm getting my fucking eight hours. And it's, uh, I was telling Kelly the other day, like, dude, sleep is a fucking anabolic drug. It is insane. Like when you get your eight hours, like, or more, 
you can feel the difference. Mm-hmm. Like your body just is totally different. And it feels like, I feel like I'm on a fucking, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, I can feel the difference, man. My no, I, I feel the difference. Yeah, totally I'm, different. You know, for example, just yesterday, like I went, I think, yeah, it was Friday night. Like I, I went to bed and I knocked out pretty good. No alarm. I just, I'm just going to get up when I get up. And I, I felt woke up and felt rested. And like later yesterday, I was like, oh, I want to see like your sleep uh, stats on there. Cause yeah. it tells you how long you spent in deep sleep, how long you spent in random yeah. and light sleep. And sure shit, like I spent more time in deep sleep and less, you know, less wake at waking hours or light sleep yeah. than I normally do. I was like, oh, and I felt better. Yeah. So it's amazing how they kind of keep track of that shit. Yeah, you can see that. And yeah. I told you with Morpheus, I can definitely see the correlation between my sleep quality and my recovery in HRV. So it's, uh, but yeah, man, since I've had that, so for the past few months, couple months, I've been making like that super conscious effort and doing that consistently because I don't always get it overnight. So sometimes I got to take a nap, you know, two or three of them, but (laughs) you know, I need to get my sleep. Don't always get it, but I try to get as close as possible. But yeah, since I started tracking it and realizing like, fuck dude, I'm not getting as much sleep as I thought. I think especially as you get older, it's just more important, man. You just can't get away with it. Like you could in your twenties. I mean, it's cliche. Like I'm, I think about, I'm like, it almost seems like a different dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I can't believe that my fucking, this consciousness used to inhabit that, you know, that that body. It was this body, but it was like a totally different I, scene. Yeah, I thought about that, and I wonder, is it, I, I can't figure out, do I actually feel different now? Or am I just more in tune with how I feel? Do you you know what I'm saying? No, you feel different. You feel different? Fuck yes, dude. You weren't just running on blind ignorance and testosterone. You think that you just didn't uh, notice the fucking blinding hangover and complete killing of your cardio if you drank too much? And then like like now if I drink too much like the next day or like you can feel that. You know, I That's mean, exactly why I don't drink. Exactly, it just cripples dude, me, dude. In my twenties, you could yeah. fucking drink like a maniac and wake up the next day and a few just, hours sleep. Yeah, a few hours Go sleep and just charge it. And like, I don't think that was no, I wasn't just ignoring shit. That was like a different <laughs> machine that was uh, that I was piloting. So that's the hard part, though, man. Is you remember that and you're like, oh, I should be able to do that and it's not the same dude our society today has just convinced us that sleeping is for the weak but dude, if you look at professional athletes do they sleep a lot they probably sleep eight to ten hours a day i like the vast majority of them i mean one they don't have anything else to do like it's their fucking job you train and, and you recover recover but man sleeping is like a major thing for a lot of them like more more of them than aren't are getting like a lot of sleep and they're fucking taking naps during the day after they train and stuff like that and it's uh yeah it's part of the the recovery for those guys so if you want to be an athlete even just an everyday athlete that does jujitsu don't disrespect the sleep man it's fucking it's it's been making me more conscious of it i've been trying to be better you know like nighttime routines and habits you know, like I always make sure the lights are turned on. I don't have money lights on in the house. Like, when I get home from work at night, it's usually fairly late. Yeah. Dude, I don't kick on a ton of lights. Like, it's just minimal, so it's kind of dark. 
I try not, not very little screen time and shit. You don't got your yellow glasses yet. I'm getting those. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. I'm gonna get some of those blue light blocking glasses. Yes. And they well, and they actually they make them now that they're they're not yellow. Okay. They got technology. They they look just like regular glasses. They're clear lenses. Yeah. And you can get your prescription in them. For us, you know, for people that need prescriptions. So for you, it's like and, six one half dozen. Yeah, other. and so I, well, fuck it, I got to wear glasses anyways. So just yeah. break out the blue light blocking nighttime glasses. Fuck yeah! And so I'm going all in. I'm gonna get a pair of those. Okay. Yeah. Fuck sweet. yeah! I remember I went through a phase where we had candles. Candles, like, yeah, yeah, man. And we were just like candled out, but got a little tough to maintain. It's tough to maintain. I was worried I'll forget and burn the house down or something. Yeah, yeah. Some dimmer switches work just fine for me. Yeah, I know. Light's nice, man. We live in a wonderful time. So. Especially when you can buy the bulb that's a dimmer bulb and you can control it on your phone. When it, when it works. It, it works pretty good. <laughs> no, I know. It works pretty good. So when you can do that, it's pretty fucking easy. Yeah. You just grab your phone, click it on, uh, scroll it down to like 40%. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Huh. Yeah. Dude, they should have like I wonder, can't they make, because basically you got the glasses and the glasses are filtering the blue light out. So, like, why can't they just make fucking bulbs that filter it out? Don't, well, I mean, that doesn't do you any good if you're trying to watch TV or something. I guess so. Right? Yeah. Well, you could have like your nighttime. Well, they have those, the, if you want to go like all in, like Ben Greenfield style, you can get like those red light bulbs. Oh, so you can be like a fucking uh, uh, a snake at night, like yeah. one of those reptile habitats you yes, see when you go of. in the, the nighttime ones. Yep, that's the same idea. <laughs> I would feel like a goddamn I feel like a snake, a snake, a lizard. They have those. They say they're good for you, man. You shouldn't be using the white light bulbs at nighttime. You should be using the red ones. Oh fuck that shit! That's when I just get all uh, unlogical and just say, "Fuck it, humans. We're made to adapt." Unlogical or is unlogical, illogical, unlogical, or turn off my science. It sounds like a word I would use. Unlogical. I was reading in a book that that uh, fMRI whatever scans of the brain have shown that when people are presented with information that goes against what they think they already know, that the logic parts of their brain literally shut down and the aggression parts of the brain light up. So, like, you, you get less logical. You literally, like, you're programmed to stop being logical if someone challenges. And defend your position. And start to defend your position. Yeah. So. Dude, I sense that sometimes, man. When somebody says something that I feel I'm pretty confident in and it's, it's, it contradicts my thought process. Yeah. I'll feel it. Like, like a little oh, bit of... you feel it for sure. Yeah, like a little bit of anger. Then I, I catch myself. You have to, yeah. Like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Why am I attached to this? I almost use that anger as a signal. Yeah. That like, okay, wait a minute. I need like, to listen. Yeah, I need to listen, Mike. I need to turn on that logic yep. center. I never really kind of thought about it like that, but yeah, now that you're saying it. Yeah, it's I it's not I don't know when I started becoming aware of that, but it's something I've definitely pay attention to now. When somebody says something that kind of irks me a little, that I know that quote unquote I know I'm right on, mm-hmm. and they give me some opposing information. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I feel it. Like my blood pressure raised a little or something like that. Oh yeah. And then I, then I'm like, okay. Normally I would just react and say some derogatory shit in this instance, but maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should learn something here. Yeah, I know, man. I mean, that's but that's the human yeah. reaction, and that's where dude, that's where people and they're like, you know, you, you you must validate my feelings. 
gets dangerous because it's like, well, that's an invalid feeling. Like that feeling is not like it's spawned from a, you're literally being illogical at the moment and feeling anger. And so, you know, you need to fucking, that anger is not legitimate. And just because it's, you know, me saying something makes you feel angry and uncomfortable doesn't mean that like I need to stop saying it. It means you need to fucking recognize that you're responding illogically. And but nah, man, that's a big part, man. Of today's problem, everyone's like, oh, you gotta validate my feelings, and it's not the intent, it's the the feeling or whatever that it causes in other people that matters. And it's like no, because humans are so fucking flawed, man. Their CPU is incomplete. Like the software that runs it is not necessarily the best in the world and if you don't take time and reprogram it like people are fucked up people are broken basically like i don't know like i don't i think people come broken like they don't come knowing how to do this shit like if, if you don't someone doesn't sit you down at some point and explain to you like look like the feelings that you get are not legitimate they're not real they're just your response they're your reaction to how you're interpreting this situation and you can reinterpret it in another way that makes you feel differently. So you control all of that. And so it's not really that person who's making you feel that way. It's you who's letting yourself feel that way. Like That's a hard thing to wrap your mind around, though. Dude, it really is. It, I, it is. It takes practice. You and I both had that conversation with people and just yeah. watched the, like, probably like close family members. I mean, I know I have. And yep. you just watch them. Like, they don't want to hear it. Like, they want to be angry or or feel victimized or whatever it is and they just want to fucking feel that way they don't want you sitting there telling them that like no man it's not his fault like it doesn't matter what he did it's on you how you're reacting to it but it just takes i think just years on this planet and practice and dealing with that yeah and understanding it not just going being playing you know just being getting pushed around by your emotions you know yeah that's it man maybe your emotions are lying to you yeah that's why I was talking to Shiloh because I'm really working with her on. I figured out that, and it's the same with everyone. Like things don't change. Like adults are the same way. Like you can't. You have to figure out a story in your head that's going to get you to do what you want to do. You know, it's like you're like you can't face the problem of like with her. You know, she needs to. You know, she's playing basketball, and so she doesn't really work out. She doesn't really do extra practice, things like that. And it's like, well, you've got to figure out, like, who who do you want to be? You know, like, you need to figure out a story that you're telling yourself about you and the situation that motivates you to do this stuff. So are you the kind of person who, like, you know, puts in a half-assed effort when you do stuff and is okay with that? Or are you someone who's going to, you know, do the best that you can no matter what it is? And, you know, you need to tell yourself that story. And people don't fucking... They don't, um, they don't do that, right? Like they try to tell themselves the same story and change their behavior. Still telling themselves the same story about it. It's like, no, 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 that's not going to work. You have to literally change the story in your head in, in order to change how you're viewing and you're behaving in the situation. And But man, if no one like teaches you that and shows you that, then... And, and all you think it is, that's the problem. Everybody, I think everyone's like, I'm me, you got to validate me, and I got to figure out how me is going to handle these situations. And it's like, well, maybe you is fucked up. Maybe you are <laughs> lying to yourself, right? Like, yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was something. I was like, you got to reframe 
what you're doing. She's like, oh, well, so you got to fool yourself into wanting to do it. And I'm like, how do you know that your brain wasn't fooling you in the first place? To not do it. To right? not do it. That right. you really do want to do it and that you're going to enjoy doing it and get something out of it. But your brain was fooling you in the first place. Like, why do you look at it like you're fooling it? Like, no, it was fooling you in the first place. It was fucking you up. And you're just taking control back. And, dude, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And if someone doesn't start with you and, have, like, sit down and tell you that story or, or you come across something, like, so many people are just walking around out there just unaware of that, man. Yeah. Unaware of that. It, it is. I mean, it's so awesome that you're having those conversations with her because I never had those conversations with an adult <clears throat> when I was that age. Never. And I don't know whatever... Honestly, I'm not sure. I can't look back and say, like, what got me on a path of reading different things and... and exposing myself to different thought processes along those lines. I, I don't know, but thank God I did and opened my mind to it. But I, there's a lot of people that don't, that don't expose themselves to, I don't know if you want to call it weird, hippie, unconventional ways of fucking thinking, but they just, they just kind of keep on plowing forward. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is a lot of this stuff has now got science backing it up. Things right. like meditation and, uh, you know, it's, um, actually it's interesting. I kind of like segues into one of the things I'm reading this book called barking up the wrong tree, which is, sounds familiar. it's a super good book, man. I, I, I think Joshua Barker or something is the guy who wrote it. He's got a blog called the same thing. I'm just gathering this from the book. Like I've, I've never heard of the dude or seen his stuff before now, but it's super good. He's basically breaking down like the science behind what makes for successful people and within that, he's kind of breaking down like, you know, introverts and extroverts. Is it better to be an introvert or an extrovert? Is it better to be, you know, uh, self-confident or, you know, to not have confidence? And, and kind of looking at the science behind a lot of the stuff. And really, like, there, there's a couple notes I made that I thought were interesting I wanted to, to touch on. But the overall gist of it <clears throat> is... Is there science behind this whole concept of like you being able to control your thoughts and how you react to things and understanding yourself? It's like it's fucking written on the stone at Delphi. Like, I mean, it's, it's such a, a cliche that it's been around for thousands of years. Like, know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, if you don't know who you are, how can you change? It's like, uh, I always call it an ancient Chinese proverb. I don't know if it is, but I, I tell people <laughs> when I train, it's like, to be different from what you are, you must first know what you are. <clears throat> now, the Jimmy thing is like a proverb from the East. I don't know that it's Chinese, but I read that one time and I'm like, oh, like that's so, because if you never take the time, like in fitness, I was, we were talking about assessments and things like that. Like, you know, doing the functional movement screen sucks, but if you don't know what you are, if you don't know where you suck, how can you be different from what you are? How can you start to change and, and, and move? And that's the hard part for a lot of people is taking that moment of self-reflection, whether it's fitness or, you know, jujitsu or life or whatever it is, <clears throat> saying like, what am I, you know, both good and bad, so that now you can start to take control and say like, all right, here's how I'm going to make things better and, and move things in a, in a more positive direction. And, uh, but yeah, there's science behind it. So it is like kind of hippie bullshit. But, like, the science is starting to catch up. They're like, well, wow, there's something to this hippie bullshit of how you think controls a lot of other things in your life. So, um, so yeah, anyways. <laughs> I think it's fucking pretty cool. On that note, it's kind of the same segue. 
a little bit. It's not quite a hard transition. You, you know, just you talking to Shiloh and she's, you know, 13 years old. Did you listen to Mike Tyson on Joe Rogan this past week? Dude, I am. I am. I just started it. I mean, I almost texted you last night. I'm 30 seconds into this motherfucker and he's never had a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I but, can't really imagine where this shit's going. But he was snorting cocaine at the age of 11. Right. <laughs> right. So coffee, yeah, whatever. But, it's, but the segue I was making is he was talking about how they were hypnotizing him at the age of like 13, 14 and putting the, putting the ideas into his head like, you are the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You are going to destroy whoever's in front of you. You can punch harder and faster than anybody. They were literally hypnotizing. They, he, they would take him to see hypnotist at the age of 13. And then Joe asked him, he's like, damn, that's crazy. He's like, did they give you any tools to shut that shit off? And Mike's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, there you go. I was like, there I think that had an effect on his life. <laughs> the course of his life it was affected by it. Those, hip, those guys hypnotizing that monster at the age of 13, telling him he was just going to murder everybody in front of him. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, man. Well, fuck. You talk, uh, Deontay Wilder talked about his grandma. I mean, it wasn't hypnotizing him, but like his grandma talking him up and telling him, like, dude, you're going to be something. You're going to be something great. Like, And, I mean, you know, obviously hypnotizing is taking it to the extreme, <laughs> but... Yeah, I think that's super important too. And that's something I've had to make a real conscious effort of with Shiloh as well because I got to remember, man, at 13, like I tell her this, like, you know, when you're doing shit, like you're sneaking around, staying up later than you're supposed to do, it's not all right, but it's not abnormal. It's normal. On some level, I'm kind of proud of you that you're trying to pull some shit. You're not going to get away with anything, but you know, makes me chuckle a little bit and go like, all right, like I was doing that I was doing shit. The same I was thing. doing the same thing and I turned out all right, you know? And so it's like, it's hard to keep the big picture in mind. Like in the moment you're like, you know, why are you doing this? You can't do this. This is bad. It's going to, you're going to become a bum in the park doing bum rolls, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but <clears throat> Maybe not. I don't tell her that shit. But you know what I mean. Like you just, you, you're, it's it's real easy for adults to just start getting in the kids, and then you start telling them, like, man, if you don't change, and this is gonna happen, and this is gonna happen, you start extrapolating their whole fucking future for them, and then you realize, like, man, that didn't happen to me. And so you know, just trying to keep in mind the big picture, like, man, it's gonna be okay. Like it's part of the process. Like as long as we're keeping things, there needs to be some guardrails, man. Like the things that you're fucking up on need to be within a certain realm like Scope, I, yeah. yeah i don't want to get a call that you snuck out of the house and went and knocked over the fucking liquor store and stole a car right like okay that's that's, that's a i'm not far. proud of that okay <laughs> we were out of bounds there but you know th there's definitely some some bounds there that's like normal healthy being a kid and and but i still need to help steer in the direction i need to go and uh it's part of the process so um but yeah man it's uh it's it's a fucking interesting thing being in charge of a human being a human being that you're gonna have to unleash on the world and and hope that they're not hope no that they're gonna be a productive member of society and able to take care of themselves and contribute something really great to uh to the world so uh it's actually kind of cool i mean when you think about it it's like that is the idea of like living forever or whatever it's like the you know your your genes 
like that's my chance to to live on I guess in some way like the influence I have on her is gonna influence what she does with her life and and hopefully the the influence she has on her kids and you know on and on so you know they gotta keep that shit in mind when you're raising kids you gotta it's not just that day it's so easy though you get your head in the in the trench man so especially if you're working a nine-to-five job and all the other bullshit that goes along with it so but uh yeah it's not an easy task it's not man like kids go through those phases too obviously i'm not a fucking parenting expert but you know i'm gonna pretend to be that, well, uh, you were a kid. I was a kid. And, and, <laughs> as a former kid. <laughs> as a former kid, I have some experience. <laughs> no, but, there, I mean, it seems like there is certain, like, years in a kid's life that, you know, they're definitely more impressionable and more moldable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if certain things happen at certain times in their youth, yeah. it's going to have more of an effect. For sure. And you don't really know. You kind of have a vague idea when those things are, when those areas are going on, you yeah. know, but you don't really know. Yeah. And until you look back. Until you look back. Until like, you look uh, back when you're our age and, and you see things that happen and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm making it. You know, yeah. it, it, does. it does. Just sitting here listening, you know, I was you know, brought up that thing about, you know, Mike Tyson, him getting hypnotized, telling him he was the baddest man alive at 14. You know, and you talking about Shad, it just makes me replay, like, I think some of the things that were said to me at that age, and I'm not faulting anybody, but just, like, some of the lessons that fucking, you know, the voices in my head from my dad or my uncles or whoever that I remember hearing, I'm like, man, that shit had, it still sticks with me to this day. And it yeah. was probably around, you know, those age, that age, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that you hear that shit and you're like, huh. Huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if that is true. Is that me? Yeah. That if has... I do these things, am I going to fucking end up <clears throat> doing bum rolls? <laughs> bum rolls in the car. <laughs> That's interesting, man. It's a, little, yeah. it's a little intimidating when you think about it. Yeah, it is. It can be. Yeah, but I mean, it's like anything else. It's, it's, a, it's a fun challenge, I guess. It's the only way you can look at it. But I think is what we need to do is start hypnotizing Shiloh and just turn her into an assassin, a jiu-jitsu assassin. Yeah. Hypnotize her and she can drop out of school completely, just like Gordon Ryan and Nikki Ryan. Which she basically is. And She's just, in homeschool. Yeah, that's right, man. We're already partway there. Dude, I tell her Let's all just the time. Turn, I tell her, I want to turn your family into like this family of fucking assassins. We're going to get your wife on PEDs and just get her jacked, killing the world. We're going to have hypnotize Shiloh. Get her to drop out of school and just do all jujitsu. We don't need to read anymore. She can read good enough. Math, fuck it, good enough. Yeah. That's it. All she needs is arm bars and triangles. And just let unleash her on the world. I think yeah. we can do something with this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just have to motivate her. <laughs> I got to get her to find the story in her head that motivates her to want to train harder. I was, I was talking about that uh, yesterday, coming home. It's like, you know, you just need to figure out, like, there's something that needs to motivate you. And I, I realized too, um, I mean, again, it's so true with most people. The jujitsu is hard and it's fucking intimidating. Fuck yeah, it is. And so the easy answer is how do I avoid this hard, intimidating situation? And so, and so some of, we were talking about it, and I think that some of her, uh, attitude towards jujitsu uh is coming from that it's like you know this is hard and it's intimidating 
and it's easier for me to try to avoid it and not do it than to like just face it figure out what I need to do to get better at it. Because she's like, I always get stuck in the same three or four positions. I'm like, well, welcome to fucking jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. That right? never changes. The never positions changes. might change. Yes, but, exactly. But you're going to get stuck in the same three yes. or four spots. I was like, times. but that's what makes it simple, too. I was yeah. like, all you need to do is figure out an answer to three or four things. And then all of a sudden it moves. It changes for you. And, and then, then the three or four things they, change. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and so, and, But that's the process. So it's, it's this big, intimidating thing. But it's really just a matter of figuring out what do you do for these three or four things you find yourself in all the time. And, you know, just in, in realizing that a lot of it's just so easy to try to avoid the hard situations, you know, both roll, doing jujitsu in general. And then when you're rolling, it's like, man, I'm, I catch myself all the time, like having to tell myself, like, do not turn the fuck away from this pressure. It is just the easiest thing to do. Sometimes it is the right thing to do, but you, you need to do it under your terms, though. Under your not, terms. Yeah, you're not doing it to relieve the pressure and get away and make things easier. And that's when you gotta, you know, know the difference. And so, um, so yeah, it was it was interesting though, like that we were having that talk because I'm trying to figure out like how to motivate her. Like, man, aren't you? Like, you don't want to get your ass kicked. Like that's the other thing too is letting yourself be motivated by negative things. You know, like, man, that sucks. I can do, I, I know that you agree 100%. Some of the things that drive you are the fuck-ups. Yeah. Like, your failures. Dude, honestly, like, the negative shit, I don't know whether it's healthy or not, probably drives and motivates me more than the, than the positive normal. shit. normal. I don't know if it's healthy, but that's yeah. normal for, like, people, like, you know, like, the, yeah. For I hate athletes. those shitty feelings. And, yes. You know, a bad practice or just a bad match or just... Get fucking yeah, oh, just a bad caught, position. Yes. you're getting caught this or that. Like yeah. that shit fucking eats at you. Yeah, it's and not the fucking the, the good shit. I no, because like, yeah. those are fleeting. Yeah. Those good feelings when you do when you do something good in a match or have a good practice, it only feels good for I mean a very short period of time. Yeah, and then it just disappears. It's not there anymore. Yeah, but when you fuck up and somebody catches you that, and you're like, God damn it, or you just you blow a position, something you've been drilling and training, and you fuck it up. That shit eats at me, dude. I'll be within a match, and there'll be a position that I've really been focusing on, and I'll fuck it up. I'll get the opportunity, and there'll be something I want to do, and whether that person, you know, they whether they did something I wasn't quite expecting, or I reverted back to my normal habit and wasn't working what I wanted to work, within that match, there's four minutes left in that match, and I'm beating myself up for the next four minutes, and I'm trying to get back to that because I, I got to correct what I fucked up, and, and I'll get stuck in a rut sometimes, man, like... I have I like the certain position I've been working on, a certain thing I want to do. I'll miss my opportunity, and then that whole rest of that fucking match, all I can think about is missing that opportunity. And I like, then the buzzer goes off, the round's over, and I can't fucking remember anything about that match except for me missing that fucking opportunity. And it oh, it just eats at me. And that's and that's when like I especially do that. Like if I go like say I, I'll do it with you or whoever like. That's when you see me, like as soon as that round is over, like, hey, we're going again. We're going again. Like when I go with the same person like three or four times in a row, it's cause that shit's fucking happened. I'll do that a lot. Like I'll get done with somebody, like, no, we're going again. Nope, we're going again. I gotta correct that fucking mistake. Because if I don't, if I leave the math that day without correcting that mistake, dude, I'm pissed off for fucking days. Yeah. And it's that it's that negative feeling that that just irks you. Yeah. Which it it's good though, because then sometimes like if I don't get a chance to correct that mistake or I just can't, like I don't have the skill set to do that and I keep getting fucked up, 
that motivates me for like a whole week. That, that'll be the week to do like I'm waking up before my alarm goes off. I'm out in the garage fucking working out harder thinking I'm going to find the answer to that, to that problem. And it just motivates me all fucking week long just because I fucked up one position. Yeah. But it's that negative shit that just keeps pushing you sometimes. Oh, yeah, man. Not taking that, getting that negative, not wanting to feel that way. Bro. Yeah. And that's like, again, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's like you've just, you've, you've trained yourself like to where you, you know, you recognize that just in a, in a role. But the, uh, you know, man, you like a lot of people, they fuck up and they do something bad, like, like major, like they, like, you know, for example, like with, uh, going back to like Shiloh, she's got, uh, man, she's going to be listening to this be like, what the fuck that? Um, but no, it's good stuff, man. It's, I, good. I, I'm, no, it's, it's a good time. And I'm, I'm having fun trying to, you know, help her learn some of these lessons, but she was talking about how they have a player of the week thing on her team and she hasn't gotten it yet. <clears throat> and I had to tell her like, well, you know, you don't really deserve it. Like you haven't been doing the extra practice, you know, over winter break, you weren't out there practicing your dribbling, practicing your, your anything. You weren't working out. You weren't doing anything to make yourself better outside of going to practice. And I can tell that some of your teammates have, like I can see from watching the games, like they've gotten better and you haven't. And, but like, the thing is, is like, that should burn. That should sting. Like, don't rationalize that away. Like, don't be like, oh, you know, woe is me because coach didn't, you know, pick me or, you know, try and, 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 and put it away. It's like, fuck no. Like, you let it hurt and you know that you deserve it. Like, that's the thing. And you, and you don't ever want to feel that way again. You don't ever want to feel that way again. So what can you do to never feel that way again? And then that's what you do. And, but you know, like I said, like for us, you know, like I said, it, like we've, we've kind of internalized that lesson. I'm the same way. I'll, you know, do that during a fucking drill session. We've done it both, man. Like, no, no, wait a minute. I can't end on that yep. rep. I have to end on a good rep. And, and, and so it becomes down to that, that level, but just getting people started with, no, man, you use that for fuel. That's part of the story that you tell yourself. That's part of how you start to define yourself. Like whatever that situation, whatever led you to do that, like you're not going to tolerate that from yourself. Like you're going to be the type of person who, who either doesn't do that or does something that you should have done. But like, that's the shit that fuels your story and who you are and the direction that you're headed with things. And man, if you're not doing that, good luck, man. You're just pinging off everything that you run into out there. And, uh, that just doesn't get you anywhere. So, but anyways, yeah, that, that embracing that negative feedback is, uh, it's, it's important, but yeah, I don't know if it's healthy, but it's definitely part of the, but that's part of the, part of the book. Actually, one of the good things about this book that it, that one of his main points is that what would be considered a negative trait in one arena or, you know, one context can be a positive trait in another context. And so the things that, you know, people told you were, man, this is your biggest flaw was maybe contextual that maybe in another situation, like that'd be your biggest strength. And it's just a matter of, of, of picking the right game to play for your strengths rather than trying to mold yourself into this thing that you're not 
and and trying to ignore your weaknesses and strengths and, and reshape yourself. Because the thing is, you're just not. Like if you're an introvert, you're not going to become an extrovert. It's just, it's who you are. But there's things that you can do to kind of shape. So, you know, maybe if you're an introvert, you shouldn't be a car salesman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're a car salesman, people are going to be telling you, man, you know, you don't, you know, you don't get out and talk enough, you know, you're not friendly enough, you know, you just kind of sit at your desk and you think a lot, but man, you put that guy in another situation, you know, and like doing jujitsu and it's like, oh wow, that dude's fucking excelling. Like all those things that, you know, oh, he doesn't go out and party. Oh, he focuses on what he's doing with jujitsu. Oh, he's only got a select group of friends that he, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden all those things become positive. Uh, in another situation so a lot of it's figuring out like you know what game do I want to play rather than beat yourself up about trying to force yourself into a certain game yeah it goes right back to what you were saying knowing you know knowing thyself is knowing thyself that way you can put yourself in the correct game so to speak yeah the correct venue for success to where your strengths are a good thing you know your quote-unquote flaws in one area of life are going to be good in this area yeah. And you, but if you don't know yourself and spend time being introspective and thinking about that, you're not going to know. Yeah. And then you might just end up thinking you're a fucking loser because you're getting put into positions to where people... You're set up to fail. You're setting up to fail. You're getting uh. put into positions that uh, aren't your strong suit. That doesn't mean you should run away from challenge, but it means that you just recognize what the situation is. Yeah. And you might... You know... Yeah, it's something good to think about because I bet you that happens a fucking lot because kids come out different than their parents. Everybody comes out a little bit different. You just come out of the box different. I mean, you might be sort of alike, but you come out different. And a parent has an idea of what a kid should or shouldn't be or things they should and shouldn't be interested in. And you try to jam them into that fucking mold and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work repeatedly. And next thing you know, the kid is fucking knocking over the liquor store. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is a big, big part of it, man, because yeah. if you don't realize that what made you successful as an adult may not necessarily be the same strengths and weaknesses that your kid has, right. and you just trying to impose, like, I tell Shiloh all the time, like, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, but I also understand that it's bullshit, but, like, when I was your age, you know, this is what I was doing, or this is what I was thinking, and knowing full well that, like, that's not, you know, who you are, but there's still something we can take from this, but I'm not, I don't, I don't expect you to be me, but that is like the hard thing to realize is that, you know, other people's, like your experience is completely unique, you know, with how you're experiencing the world because of all these different strengths and weaknesses that you have. And so if you're not, you know, there's, if you're not succeeding in one situation, then there may be other, it may just be, you know, like changing the friends mm-hmm. that you hang out with, you know, like that's, that's one that, you know, man, making a major life decision, like, you know, who you're married to or your job and all that shit, you know, but, but figure who you spend your time with your friends is, uh, that's huge. That's huge, man. That's a little easier to make that change, and and, and it's it still a huge tough. Thing. It's still tough to make that change. It is tough. It, but I'm just saying, like, compared to like quitting your job, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like there, there's things like you know, you got your job, you got your, your your relationship with your wife, you got your 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 things outside of you know those things, and you know a lot of people are like unhappy with a lot of that shit. You know what I mean? And they're like, where do I start? 
And it's like, well, before you go and you tell your boss to fuck off and you tell your wife that you're done with her, like, why don't you look at the fucking losers that you're hanging out with at the bar, you know, and see if maybe changing that might change your perspective on some other things. You know, like, I guess that's kind of my point is like, I mean, maybe it doesn't, right? Maybe you do that and then you're still like, these other things are fucked. But I just, I think that, that that's the... The, the best place and easiest place for most people to start is like, dude, look at the five people, you know, that you know, three to five people that you're spending the most time with. And if you're not spending time with anyone, that may be part of the problem too. Like maybe you go fucking do jujitsu. Like I, most people listening to this don't have that problem. Like you're, you're getting out and you're doing jujitsu or doing something. So there's some, some socializing going on, but, uh, yeah, that's why jujitsu is so great. Cause the people you hang out with are, are good. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, we've talked about that before. Like, it's just the, the process and the culture of jujitsu tends to get some pretty cool, uh, good people to have around, um, hanging around you. And, and we've talked about that before. That, that's one of the greatest benefits of it. Yeah. Is, you know, next time you go to the, go to the gym, ask Kevin, well, one of our training partners, you know, wrote him a nice letter recently. You know, kind of touching on that, yeah. you know, and like how, you know, him coming into jiu-jitsu, yeah, dude, it was nice, dude. And I, I mean, it was just, nice. Kevin handed it to me. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's not about the money. It's about this. And that's what it's about, man. Because, yeah. it dude, it was like, just thinking about it, it almost tears you up a little bit. Because, I mean, this, he wrote this nice little letter to him about just, you know, on how great the jiu-jitsu family is and what it's done for his life. And he never really expected that coming in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Next time you head to the gym, make sure you yeah. hit Kevin up and read that. It's, it's, and it's cool to see that this training partner of ours thinks that and sees that. Yeah. And it, it's pretty early on in his, you know, his jiu-jitsu path, so to speak. And so for him recognizing that, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, we're doing something right there. Because we do. We got a cool-ass vibe at our school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Fuck yeah, man! I know we got George and Chris drive from Montrose. Like every chance they get to come and train with those us. Those animals will be there today. Fuck yeah! Get some nogi going. Yeah, take those grips away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's better for me or not. Probably a little bit better. Chris gets a hold of my fucking collar sometimes, and it's it's tough. But I love rolling with those guys. Yeah, it's fun. Anywho, what else yeah. you got on the notes? All right, man. I had to take a drink there some water been drinking coffee all day i drink too much coffee i'm pretty sure hey, mike, he, tyson. mike tyson doesn't drink coffee i gotta make up for it because you know the average consumption is x so i just found out you know so for everybody who drinks zero somebody's got to drink twice oh. the average consumption to even that shit out so you're doing the world a service if more people were doing their job <laughs> you would have, <laughs> would to, have drink to drink so much coffee. goddamn coffee <laughs> Because if I, you know what I mean, if the average isn't this and they're going to sell less coffee and that affects a lot of people's jobs, Rob, so I don't want to see people lose their jobs. You're just a goddamn humanitarian. Humanitarian, humanitarian. Drinking see? Coffee. Drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the wheels of commerce <laughs> going, right. dude. You are integral Yes. this whole process, James. Um, so that barking up the wrong tree, there's there a couple... Uh, oh, sorry, how can... Oh, I touched his ear. Out. I no. touched his ear. He's a little wuss, man, with that. He, has not, he likes me scratching on his ear, I think, but other people fuck with him. I barely touched it, you big yeah. baby. Yeah, he is a big baby. Anyways, awkward the podcast, mutt. 
So, uh, barking up the wrong tree, a couple of the takeaways that I had that I thought were, were good. And again, man, applying to, less, uh, to life and, and jiu-jitsu easily. But he was talking about uh, like grit, like that, you know, just that thing that lets you just keep pushing through and, and see things through. And uh, he, the, what they found, or, you know, one of the big takeaways was that optimism was a big part of grit. <clears throat> Basically, <clears throat> optimists see the world in that, you know, things, they're, they're not uh, permanent, you know, like they don't, um, they're not pervasive, they don't happen all the time, it's not how it always is, and it's not necessarily their fault, right? So, you know, the, the but, you know, a, a pessimist sees it like basically, Oh, shit always happens like this. It's never going to get better. And I suck ass because this is all my fault. And you just see where like, why would you continue to push forward if like that's your, your general attitude towards everything? But that's where being like a good learner kind of came from it. Like that was the thing is like the, the ultimate belief that like, I'll figure this out. I can learn from this. Like that, the, the optimistic mindset led to that because you know, you're not weighed down with like, oh, fuck, this always happens and it's always like this and it's my fault. So you can just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, no, it's not. It doesn't always happen. It happened because of this specific reason. And, you know, I'm not an asshole for it. I just need to not do that again and, and move on. But, man, you can see where people, man, if you don't figure that out quick in jiu-jitsu, then it's so easy to get frustrated and quit. And I think that's probably like, you know, one of the, the number one reasons that people wash out so quickly is like, because you're not taught that, like, you know, that's part of, you know, seeing things through is having this attitude, you know, again, like we were talking about like shaping how you see the world. And so you come into it and man, it's intimidating. It's confusing. You're getting your ass kicked all the time. And if you're not optimistic about the situation, you're going to quit. If you don't have some belief somewhere in your heart that like, hey man, it's going to be okay. I'm going to figure this out. Then why would you keep going? So anyways, I don't know if you have any no, thoughts a, on that. Yeah, I got, I got a bunch, but yeah, I never like thought about it as being like pessimistic, you know, coming into jiu-jitsu and someone being pessimistic, that's what would cause them to wash out. But I can see that. You know, because it is tough, and if you if your view of the world is more the "woe is me," this is how just shit happens, and I suck, and you get faced with that hard challenge of jiu-jitsu, it's not an easy new. It's not man, when you first start. It's not. It's not an easy new hobby to jump into where it's all just fucking rainbows and unicorns. No, it's brutal. Brutal. And if you and if you're, yeah, because there's a lot of hobbies out there that you get into that are just rainbows and unicorns and super happy and make you feel good, but they're not very, they're not necessarily challenging. Spin classes. Yeah, spin classes, you know what I mean? They, <laughs> I'm going to keep picking on spin classes. That's fine. It's an easy thing to pick on. But, yeah, and if you're, if you're coming into it thinking it's going to be that, yeah, it's going to crush your fucking hopes and dreams pretty fast. I, I guess I never thought about the pessimism, you know, if someone's more in that mindset causing them to quit and not like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I try. I was talking with uh, um, uh, Brandon, the he, the new guy who he came to the Grumpy Guy Fit class a couple times. 
He made it yesterday. Came in about like at the ramping ISOs time. He said hi to you. Bald dude? The yeah. old bald dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah there gotcha. you go. All right. Now, um, now I remember. Yes, yes. Uh, anyways, because he was, I was talking with him and he was kind of expressing a little frustration with how things were going. I was trying to, that is exactly what I was trying to explain to him. It's like, man, it's just, you just got to have faith. Like, it'll, it'll work itself out. Like, you got to stay positive because you can kind of tell when you're talking to people and they're getting frustrated. And you can, you can sense like, you know, the negative energy that's coming from the experience as opposed to like, oh, well, yeah, it sucks, man. You know, I'm, I'm getting my ass handed to me, but you know, it's just, it's part of the process. And, you know, I just keep doing this thing and I'll, I'll get it figured out eventually, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's such an important thing. If you don't get that figured out early on, I think it's, it's, it's really hard to make the whole journey. Like that's one of the most important things you can do to stack the odds in your favor of making that journey is, is figure that out early because it'll help you weather the, the hard parts a lot easier. If you're not just, I suck. You know, it's easy. We all do it, man. We I, all do, do I, it. I tell them, oh, jujitsu sucks. I'm, I'm terrible. But and then I got to catch myself. It's like, it's not true. You know, it's not true. You keep it. It's a slump. It'll come out. You know, I mean, we had to talk last week, basically. So it's uh, all part of the process. But what was interesting, though, like optimism, there's a difference between optimism and self-confidence. You know, like yeah. optimism is your attitude towards just kind of the world in, in general. Self-confidence is your attitude towards yourself. And, and uh, he, he was interesting. He was pointing out like, you know, self-confidence can be a bad thing because it starts to make you delusional. Like if you have self-confidence, too much self-confidence, you start to tune out advice and feedback and, and you just do your own thing. And he... Uh, yeah, so he <clears throat> basically he made a distinction that the what you want is you know um, what is, how do you put it? It's self compassion is what he said. It's not self confidence, but it goes back to the optimism thing, and it's like you're not approaching situations trying to be confident about yourself. You're trying like you're like I am this and I can handle this. It's more like you're approaching a situation with the attitude of like, well, you know, whatever happens, you know, coming out from that optimistic mindset. And, and at the end of that is like, it's not your fault. And that's like, that's where the self-compassion comes in. And, and that's like, you know, that's the hard part because if people don't understand how to have that, right? So you come at someone and you give them feedback and then they, they run it through their, their filter and if it's all about them, right? If it's either like they're self-confident, well, they don't want to admit that they were wrong. And so it's going to be hard for them to accept it. And if they don't have self-confidence, well, you just fucking cratered them even more. You know, you just fed into their idea of like, I suck. Thank you very much, Rob. You just fed into like, I do suck. Yay, Rob said I suck. <laughs> and neither one is good. Right, so it's not self confidence or not having self confidence. Like you're gonna have that. It's it's gonna be naturally there, but it's tempering it with that 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 self compassion that comes from being optimistic. That like no matter what happens, it's not my fault, and I can get better from it. And then that allows you to approach situations and be successful at them uh, versus trying to rely on what may be real 
you know, truly earned self-confidence versus like delusional or the, the opposite of like not having any confidence going any. in. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting... It's an interesting take. I think either direction with it, it's, it's, it can be a slippery slope if you go too far one way or the other. Yeah. And it's just, a, I think life is just a constant kind of balancing act of trying to find that middle ground. And we are, we're all going to step one, you know, too far to one side of the line yeah. from time to time. That's how you maintain the middle ground. That's how you time. So yeah, it is. Like you're basically just, you're not on that middle line. No. You're bouncing back and forth like fucking hopscotch. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Some, some venues of your life and some situations you're going to be more on this side, maybe a little too much self-confident and optimism. Sometimes you'll be a little too hard on yourself and they, they kind of hopefully kind of crisscross enough to where it averages out Yeah, and, and you're somewhat of an even keeled person. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 But, uh, it's all, again, I think, man, I think like the theme of it, it like, just like you started is going back to knowing yourself and, and being able to recognize those warning signs yep. when, when you're veering too far off to the, this isn't my fault. That's cool. I can correct this or uh, I fucking suck. Yeah, it's it, just being able emotions to emotions involved. Yep, just being able to see the signs yeah. and, and what's going on. If you're too confident, usually you're getting angry about it. Yep. And if you're not confident, usually you're starting to like beat yourself up and have a lot of negative self-talk. But either one of those should be more of a warning signal to evaluate, like, is this actually deserved? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no. You know, and even on that tenth time, it's not deserved for like long like maybe you do yeah maybe you did fuck up and you deserve to sit there and beat yourself up for a little bit but you're gonna have to get over it like that's the thing like you know eventually you're gonna have to get back on the right track so how long are you gonna spend like off track like just you know do it get it the fuck out of the way then get the fuck back on track i I think anyways for me like because i'll slip into that too and beat myself up for too long but i i've learned you know being on the planet for 40 fucking years there's something I do once I see myself going that way, and I and it's I mean there'll be times it's a couple of days go by and I'm just kind of just pissed off, not in a good mood, just shit's going sideways on me. When once I see that and I finally get myself out of that rut and to get myself pointed back in the right direction, I always think to myself, all right, this was fucked up. I did this. What lesson can I learn from it? As soon as you say that to yourself, that's where the self compassion comes in. That's what it is, dude. You got a little so, compassion for yourself. As soon as you say what. What can I learn from that? Yeah. And then that changes your 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 frame. Yeah. And then that helps your filter and it helps you, okay, I can learn this from it. Boom. Yep. I'm good. And it kind of like, it takes a little bit of the weight, so of, funny, dude. The yeah. weight of the situation off. Trying to explain yeah. that to people though is hard. It's fucking tough. Because until man. you experience it, it's really hard to like understand it because you feel like you're giving in. You know, you're just giving up. Like, no, I'm justified in feeling this way. And I'm just, you know, I'm just fooling myself. I'm just giving up. And it's like, you know, once you experience, and and that's no good. We've all kind of like walked away from a situation where we didn't really feel, you know, we we just, we just gave in and we walked away from it and feeling like we were still right, but we just gave in. And I think that's what people feel like they're going to feel a lot of times. Like, man, if you just let that anger go. You're going to feel a lot better. And they think, no, it's going to be like that time I walked away from that argument with my boss. But I I walked away because he was my boss. But I was still pissed off because I was justified. And I know that I was right. And what you're basically asking me to do is just do that right now. 
and I don't want to do that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not surrender. It. You're, no. you're, not, you're not throwing the, the white flag up and giving no. up. You realize it's your brain was fooling you in the first place, and you've taken control back yeah. kind of thing. So, because you can't learn, man. Like, that's one of the big things you said. Like, what lesson can I learn from this? Because you just spent all that time. You can't learn when you're in that frame of mind. And so, how can you figure out how to get past your problem if you're not learning? And so, as soon as you're like, what can I learn from this? It's like, boom, the brain just lets go and starts looking. And yeah, it's uh, it's funny, man. Yeah. It's funny. It's, maybe it is just a trick you're playing on your brain, but I think it's a good trick to play. It is. It is, man. It's all tricks, right? It really is. It's all tricks. It's all tricks. Somebody, you're going to have to fall for one trick. Why not fall for the trick that doesn't make you sad? <laughs> there, you, there you go. I mean, that's the, we're going to like get down to it. Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, man. Anyways, some good shit there. He, uh, one other point that he had that was good was uh, in a chapter on, on like just playing it safe, really pay off in the end versus like taking chances. And it was interesting. He's like, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but like I was thinking it was interesting for jujitsu and I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it too. Cause he was saying like, basically in the beginning, when you don't know what you really want and you don't really have a, a solid plan, then taking chances makes sense. And because you're going to create opportunities that may not otherwise be there. And uh, but once you've figured out what you want, you still need to do like five to ten percent of your your time taking some chances to still kind of create some opportunities, even though like you know what you want to master. Like once you figure out what you want to master, you got to focus on it, or you're not going to master it. But you can't tune out everything else. And so he was saying like you know like you know even once you get shit figured out, that ninety ten or ninety five. And I thought, man, that's really interesting with jujitsu because, like, when you're a white belt, you know, you want to experiment a lot. And that's some of the shit that we talk to people about. Like, that's the hardest thing is they get in these, they don't experiment, right? They, they'll figure out like one or two things that they can stall people out in, and then they don't fucking move. And you're not experimenting. You're not, hey, man, you may get tapped out. We tell people this all the time. That's fine. Just slap hands. Do it again. Experiment. Try stupid shit. Just move right like try things don't be don't let the ego get in the way and try and keep you from getting tapped like but as you move up the ladder you know you figure out what you want to do and and you start really honing in on that but you still you risk stagnating if you're not still experimenting some and so like so you still want to have that five to ten percent time experimenting with new shit and it may not work right you may be like ah oh, it sucks i'm not adding that to my fucking repertoire maybe like oh that's cool or or whatever but i don't know i just i i, I don't know if you had any thoughts on, on that. um yeah i do I, I don't necessarily agree like putting like a like okay you experiment five ten percent of the time but the rest of the time needs to be like i need to get to this position i need to get i think it really it varies from where you're at in your understanding of jiu-jitsu and also, back to the theme of today is knowing thyself. Back to back to it is part of personality too, because your personality right. is going to shape your jujitsu game as you learn. That's later on down the road when you're when it it ebbs and flows as you're going through jujitsu. When you're, I think you're right. When you're white belt and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you gotta you gotta be willing to experiment and get your ass whooped. But then as you get later on in your white belt, you're getting into blue belt. 
I think it needs to be less experimenting and more just goddamn basics. Like, where's your fucking posture? Where's your frames? You know, where's your shoulders and your hips? And just, you know, where's your elbows? It's simple shit. Like, you don't, you don't know enough to experiment. You're still pretty stupid at that point. Like, yeah. you need to stick to fucking basics. And then as you get a better understanding, then you get a little more leeway and wiggle room. And I really think, you know, towards the tail end of white belt, most of blue belt, there's not, there's, shouldn't be, there should be more foundational jiu-jitsu, less experimenting. Purple belt's kind of the same thing, I think. Really, they, I think as you're going through purple belt, it should be honing those. You're, like, you're getting, you're getting really solid at those. And But then as you start getting out of purple belt into your brown and your black, that's, you're, you're kind of figuring out where your game is at purple belt and you're sharpening that fucking sword and you're getting a good understanding of it. And then, but once you get towards the end of that, then I think you got to start opening up and experimenting more because you got, you got a really good understanding of most of the basics at that point. Yeah. And so you can get yourself into some fucked up positions like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Now let's get back to my less experimenting, back to my basics, get the fuck out of here. Now let's experiment here. Boom, boom, boom. You, you figure out where you can and can't be a little bit looser with it. Yeah. And I, again, as with anything, you can go too far one way or the other. And so you got to see what fits your body type, your athleticism or lack thereof or your mindset. And everybody's going to be more comfortable doing one thing or another. And like you, you're an analytical motherfucker. You like, no, I need to go to fucking point A. Oh, I don't want to go to B yet. I need to go to A point one. I need to go to A point two. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's just you. Your yeah. brain, like, I need, you need a system a lot of times. You like it. You like to operate. Like, I need a system. And, but I think that's where you're at in your, in your jiu-jitsu path. And I, I think eventually you, you'll open up a little bit more. You know, you'll be a little more free-flowing with it. Yeah. I think I think that's really important. Especially, like, I think you get to where, like, where I'm at. Yeah, man, I just, do a lot of times I don't have, a, there's certain areas I'll have a loose plan. Right. But most of the time, like, I'm just fucking going doing with shit, it. Yeah. I'm just doing shit. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, but I, it really varies on where you're at in that, in that path. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think that the word, maybe, and this is where uh, the definition of words becomes interesting, mm-hmm. um, is experiment. Like, I may have, I totally agree with you in the context of experiment as you were, using it i guess in in experiment in the way that that in the book or, or kind of i was thinking about it is more like um exposing yourself to new new things right and so and you see this i'll use this example you see this sometimes where people get really good at one position right at white belt and they're winning tournaments and they just they just man they're focused like a motherfucker on that position and they're not really opening themselves up to learning the other positions, but they're having really good success. And they're like, they're winning tournaments, like, you know, uh, uh, competition wise, they're successful at what they're doing. But, and so they get to like purple belt and they've got like a black belt level X, but maybe a blue belt level, some other things, you know what I mean? And so, and, and that's where I, I think more of kind of where he was talking about. And as you get further in your, your journey, like you're not, you know, you aren't going out and, and um, necessarily adding a whole lot of new things to your toolbox at this point. Because one, you've, you've been exposed to a lot of it. So there's not a whole lot of new stuff for you to, to check out. 
Um, and you're, you know, like you said, like those things are flowing together. Like you're not, you know, you're, you're using all of those things the way that they were meant to be used as opposed to just being really focused. Like if you spend 90% of your time focused on a, a, a you know, a couple positions early on in your jujitsu career, like I said, it may make you successful competition wise, but make you less rounded as a jujitsu player that may start to, and so I guess, does that make a little more like, I guess that's kind of how kind I of was say, looking I don't at know. it. I, th- I think we're kind of saying the same thing, just two different ways. Whether you're yeah. saying experiment as far as like experiment with different, you know, ways of applying principles or just experiment with different, like, man, what if I just like did this, Yeah. you know, what would happen? And, and yeah, that's not necessarily where a, a white belt or a blue no. belt needs to be. But like I said, it's like you, you, you know, get someone who starts to have really good success with, you know, one or two positions and, and they just are always focused on that. Or like I said, they get, they figure out like, man, if I get to knee shield, I can stall this out for five minutes. And it's like, we've talked about that. Like we've got, there's, there's people that we've both said, like, man, that was a wasted five minutes. Like we did nothing because they were just so static and they figured out that they can just do that. And I guess that's kind of the experimenting that I'm talking about. Not like do something stupid, experiment in like, okay, I got to do something other than just sit here and knee shield. I need to figure out how to get to close guard. I need to figure out how to do something with my knee shield. And, and so it's more like, like what, you know, more like that, that, um, I guess I was talking about and then, uh, um, you know, like experimenting, like just, well, I see what I do. I do that all the time. Like, you know, well, I'll just do something really weird. Just try to throw Rob off because he knows what the fuck I do all the time. So I'll experiment with something completely off base or whatever. Like I'm starting to come in with my left foot forward now. Notice that throws people the fuck off. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, we're probably saying the same. Well, we're, we're basically saying the same thing. Just and I don't disagree with what you're saying. And we're just putting different spins on it. I, I think another way I could put what you're saying is, yeah, in the, especially in the practice room, yeah, if you have those certain couple positions that you can, you are winning tournaments with, that you have, and we've talked about this before, is you have to actively go into your training sessions and tell yourself, I'm not going to go to this position. I, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I need to develop more parts of my game. And you need to be actively they not going to that you know yeah. so for example like if you always most people like passing guard to their left you know to your opponent's right that's just kind of a standard i mean yeah. most people so i mean you have to go in with the mindset like i am not gonna pass to anybody's right today or to my left i'm gonna do all my passing to my right i might not fucking pass anybody's guard today yeah and then as soon as you realize you'll you'll get tired you'll get in the heat of the match and you'll revert back to where you're good and you're like god oh, fuck yeah. And that's the kind of shit that will eat at me, like I was talking about earlier. I mean, and I think that's what you're saying is that yeah. you got, but you got to be conscious. Got to be conscious of it. And you again, yeah. you got to know yourself. You got to okay. I like to go play half guard on this side. No more half guard on this side today. I'm only playing half guard on my bad side. I'm gonna get past. I'm gonna get cross face. I'm gonna get fucked up. Man, it is what it is. Yeah. And you don't have to tell your training partners that. And I advise you not to, because then you're just gonna look like a dick. You're like, oh, you're massaging your ego. Like, you just get your ass whipped by your training partner. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've been, well, I'm working my bad side. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, like, I've had people I'm say that. I'm not going for leg locks today. Yeah, like, yeah. I've had people say that to me. Like, dude, well, you're, you're making your, you're massaging your ego, man. Yeah. Like, fuck you. 
Yeah. And like when you're working your bad side or not strong positions on certain things, you don't need to tell your training partners that. The only reason you're you're telling them that is because you want to justify why you got your fucking ass handed to you. Yeah, that yeah. That's that's really what it is. Yeah. Now afterwards, if your coach asks you like, "Hey, why are you doing that? That was so stupid," then you can you know tell your coach, right, like, right, hey, right. I'm, I'm working yeah. my I'm I'm working working some shit here. Yeah. I'm working my bad side on this or that. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you're saying, right? Is yeah. Getting yourself out of those. It's just being, being open to creating new opportunities because without those new opportunities, it's hard to grow. Yep. And, and it's just knowing, like, how many opportunities you're trying to create, you know, through that. Because, I mean, I remember, getting, you know, the curse of knowledge is a funny thing, but, like, I still remember having to make, you know, all the classes because I knew that the next class had the technique, the technique that I needed. To the take magic, my jujitsu to the next level. The magic technique. The magic technique. And if I miss that class, man, and it was like this, you know, and that's where the YouTube collection technique comes in because you're trying to expose yourself to this stuff. And so it's natural and it's normal, but, you know, you can overdo it, right? Like if you're doing 90% just, you know, exposing yourself to new shit on YouTube and, and new stuff all the time and you don't have anything that you're working on, like, you know, hey, this guard pass really resonated with me. I'm going to drill this, you know, like there, there has to be that balance and, and, you know, versus the people who are just, I'm really good at this guard pass. This is all I'm ever going to drill. And so like, that's where the, like the two extremes aren't good right. and just understanding like, you know, the, where it is, but yeah, it goes back to know yourself, know yourself. where are you at, where are you at in your journey, what you're trying to accomplish. And but, you're uh, you're not you're not gonna grow without those growing pains and those ass whoopings. Yep. You know, yeah. You're not gonna. You're not going to. And if you, if your ego's a little too fragile to take those ass whoopings, well. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I know. Go eat some mushrooms. Yeah. Well. Or <laughs> work on your side control <laughs> escapes. Work on your side control. Either one. <laughs> Either one. Combine them at the same time. Maybe at the same time. I've heard. I've heard people doing that. Okay. Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> I know we were having that talk the other night. I'm like, man, I'm just not seeing something down here. I just. I don't think I'm seeing fucking bottom side control properly. What I'm trying to see when I'm escaping, and that's what it is. I need to take some fucking mushrooms. Eat some mushrooms. Get crushed by Kevin and you in bottom side control and see what the demons, where they fucking point me. See if Not they the raise demons. the blight. There's no demons in the mushroom world. <laughs> <laughs> They're all happy little trolls. Happy little trolls. Show you the way. Just steal your underpants. They just might steal your underpants. That's okay, though. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, Good though. I started watching. I watched some of that Black Mirror. The uh, the Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Yeah. yeah. Little one. It, it. What did we do? We. Um, I did the where I accepted his offer and the game turned out to be shit. Oh, you yeah. That was the first choice yeah. you gave yep. to work for the company. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's uh, then we went back and. Uh, and I'm surprised you made that choice first time around. Was that your choosing? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't choose the, the freelance one. Like, no, I'm not going to work for the company. I'm going to go home and do it myself. You know, man, I figured that him hanging out around that company was going to produce some interesting scenarios. Huh. You know? So I mean, learning about one another here. I'm surprised you made that choice. Wow. I went the other way. Remember, my friend, I didn't say anything. I just wanted to see what other people's reactions would be. True. So. All right, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so then what was the next? How far did you get? Did you complete like a... All the way through? I haven't. I don't think so. How do you know when you made it all the way through one? There's no rewind? Um, I don't know if you ever really get to. Yeah, I mean, you can get. You'll get to the point eventually 
after several decisions to where you can say roll credits or go oh, okay. or, or go back and make they'll let you go back oh, to a certain. I haven't made it to a roll credits decision. Yet. No, haven't you? The, the the I can't remember if I made it through. I remember I made it. I got to the old boy's room and we took acid and he fucking jumped off the yep. balcony. Yeah, you made him jump. You yeah, made him jump. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good, good move. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the demon came from. <laughs> that was the point. It was funny. I learned something about my wife. She was like, "You're gonna have to watch this and tell me." She's like. This is getting too intense for me. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, there's nothing like going on here. So I, I can just tell. It's just getting crazy. <laughs> like the demon at the end of that one that flashed up. And I was yeah. like, oh, 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 no, that's what it was. Because he was, the scene where they're tripping and his eyeball started like mm-hmm. drooping. And I'm like, he's it's just, he's tripping. Like, he's not, nobody's cutting anybody's head off yet. Like, not yet. <laughs> So, anyways, it's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch more of it. Yeah. I just, you know. Yeah, exp- yeah, sit down and experiment with it. Make some, make the other choices. Yeah, it is. It's, it is interesting. I'm getting, because I'm gonna watch it again. Whereas, like, you know, a regular episode of Black Mirror, I've watched it once and been done. Yep. So, it's uh interesting, interesting thing. So, but it's cool. The new age digital yeah. media. Yeah, I liked it. Yep. So, about it. Oh, uh, last thing on that book. I'm about to read about Sakuraba. I don't know what about. He's in that. He's, he's in, that in the book? book. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. I wonder how. Why is he in the book? How, how, does, how is this? <laughs> how is this dude fucking related to Sakuraba? I think it has something to do with work-life balance. <laughs> I'm gonna speculate that Sakuraba didn't have a whole lot of balance going on in his life to yeah. get to where he was. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. It's starting out just basically because when you know Sakuraba was coming around, the freaking the Gracies and the Brazilians were dominating a lot of the the combat sports and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's his claim to fame, man. The Gracie the killer. Gracie killer. Yeah. That so I, that's why I'm like, I, I you know just kind of know this. I'm like, man, I'm wondering where this is going. It's interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was reading and I got to the end of a section, but you know, I always like look at the next paragraph and I started reading. I was like, oh, I got to turn this the fuck off because I'm going to get sucked into this and Rob's coming over. So, but uh, yeah, I'll let you know kind of what the takeaway lesson from Sakuraba was. That's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, that's about it, man. That's all the notes. I think so. That's good. It's about a good time. Yeah. Probably call it a wrap and we can go train. I do uh, just want to touch real quick on my theory. Oh. that the best BJJ instructional ever created is floating around on a photon out there from the previous Eon. So What put you on this thought process? Uh, would you watch? It was uh, this little Walter Pembrose guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Fucking you brought this super up super smart motherfucker, dude. That guy was tripping me he out, was, man. Yeah, he was something else. He had, it was that point and his other point that I really liked was something that I've said. is like, dude, I don't believe we're going to be able to make artificial intelligence the way that people are like we human beings don't just calculate there is something else going on that creates consciousness that's not just calculations and it's and, not just numbers it's and not algorithms. you're not going to be able to create a computer to recreate what we're doing it's just not and i like how he's like talking about the quantum field and the collapse of the wave function and your some fucking part of your neurons basically and i was like yeah Go smart guy. <laughs> I know, dude. I listen to those interviews and I'm like, those dudes are just, I, I mean, 
And the way that he talks about it, so nonchalant. Non- yeah, and you're just using all these words and and definitions and shit. Like, is this a thing? Like, I gotta li- I gotta rewind it and listen to it. Like, what did he just say right there? Yeah. I yeah. It's sometimes it's too much in my fucking monkey crazy. brain. Yeah. But yeah, his, basically his theory is that we're that uh, the, the the collapse and the expansion is basically like we're about three quarters of the way through the expansion of the current eon or whatever and there was one before us and that, that basically at the collapse of the former one which was the beginning of this one that you would have the most advanced civilizations possible you know because they've had the longest to so they'd be way more advanced than we are and that, there would be, that, that it's theoretically possible that there was some way for them to encode something on photons which would make the, the jump from the previous one to this one intact you could encode something on them that would contain information from their civilization. Like a way of communicating with us from the previous eon. And so you think somewhere out there... The dude, they had to do jujitsu with the previous one. They figured on a it all out. And there is a fucking instructional floating around on a photon out there. This got ultimate jujitsu on it. It's <laughs> not John Donner's two hundred dollar triangle fucking instructional. I was in. I looked at it because I seen he put that out recently. I, I'm gonna get that one, man. I, dude, I, well, I'm, I'm sure there's some good shit in there. Yeah. And I clicked on. it. I was like, man, you know, it's, I didn't have like a price in my head of like what I'd be willing to spend on it. But when I clicked on it and it said one hundred ninety seven dollars, I was like, I'm not spending my money. Two hundred dollars on. His triangle system. Yeah, yeah. We if use the said, discount code. And it, it comes out to about like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, something. still, I don't. I, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe sixty. Maybe sixty. <laughs> sixty dollars. Fifty bucks. Wow. Hundred. Hundred. Maybe. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably end up getting it. I like the triangles. His back attack one was good. It's, it's you spent little... you spent two hundred bucks on that one too. Huh? No, I got it for like a hundred and twenty. So I'm only twenty dollars over your your max it's not number. Bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, it's the way I, like I said, man. The way I look at it, you, you learn one thing. Yep. What's that worth? So you know, what's 150 bucks to. That's good. I'll just let you spend the money and I'll just see what you're learning. Right. I'll yeah. Steal it. I'll pirate the technology. You'll laugh at it and I'll, shut it down I'll, and then do them on me. I'd be like, why did you do just that? What you were trying to do? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how we fix this. <laughs> Save me I the know. money. That's the problem, man. I come in, we, we drill together. So yeah. I'm always like, well, this is what I'm working on. So yeah. we should maybe we should try to like, yeah, not drill together for a couple Saturdays. Yeah. And we didn't drill together this Saturday. No. Drilled Nate. He's drilling some half guard escapes. Yeah, he was doing that shit last week too. Yeah. I think I'm going to whoop his ass today. I'm yeah. Is he coming? Yeah, I know. There's a lot of grips involved, so yeah. Nogi's not going to help him. And I fucking got a hold of my head the other day trying to squeeze it like I owed him money. He likes that. He's a fucking gorilla. Yeah. He's stronger than you think. Yeah. If he gets your head, I don't want him to get my head. No, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Next thing you know, that fucking Irish bastard was squeezing, <laughs> the, shit, <laughs> squeezing the shit out of my head. I was like, oh, I'm fucking you up when I get out of here. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> wow. Anyways. All right. Speaking we we got to say at least one politically incorrect thing. Yeah. episode that wasn't too bad that's right oh we wanted to point out too that we have been cyberbullying adam by ignoring him that by you know the opposite 
of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Indifference. So we're indifferent to you now, Adam. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we point. We meant to point that out last week, but we were, we're so, so indifferent. So indifferent to you that we didn't want to even point it out. That's right. But we wanted to make sure you're not missing the point. Yes. That exactly. We, we haven't not, not taken it easy on you, man. We're not taking it easy on the cyberbullying. This silence is deafening. This, yes. I hope you understand <laughs> what's happening. Hope you, hope you hear this and you're, and you're thinking long and hard about this. That's right. So, anyways. Here we go. We'll end, it right there. <laughs> we'll end on that. that. That's next level cyberbullying right there. That'll be our next instructional. Yes. Is how to fucking cyberbully. They're putting all this shit out on how to teach kids not to cyberbully and how to deal with it. How did cyberbullying get away with how it? How did cyberbullying get away everyone? with it? Everyone that you're ignoring, you're bullying now. That's right. <laughs> Not liking photos. That's right. Yeah. That could be called bullying we're, that's, that's We're going to teach you You were indifferent to my fucking photo. You didn't give it. You know how it. long it took me to pick that one and get the filter? I tagged right? you in there and you didn't tagged give it. You I tagged you and you didn't like it and give me a thumbs up. That's right. Oh no! <laughs> we'll be dropping knowledge on these kids. <clears throat> yeah. Train some monster cyber bullies. That's right. The day of wedgies are over. One ninety seven. Hundred ninety seven dollars. How to cyber bully? That's right. <laughs> so the grumpy guy edition. The grumpy guy way. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll call it there. All right. See you, fuckers. Later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!